0: Hello,
1: welcome to Dead Academy Podcast. Hi, I'm Fallon. I'm Michelle. Welcome. Uh, How's everyone doing? It's still stormy here in Ohio. Yep. We're on day like (laughs) 27 27 of rain. (laughs)
0: Everything's flooded. You went with 27? That's cool. Is that what you said? I did.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, people <laughs> don't like that. I did, I'm i not doing it on purpose. My mouth is dry. So is mine. My-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it just happens. Oh, man. Sorry. We got a good one today, guys and girls. Good one. Stalkers. Stalkers. Some of the most creepy, like, uh, oh, terrifies me. Absolutely terrifies me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I Do you have any one. personal stalker stories i have two that i can share
0: uh i mean there was a a weird thing a long time ago i think i was probably like uh, 18 ish 19 ish what happened i'm not gonna mention any names well i'm not either but you know this person i do yeah okay you know these people too (laughs) he drove a blue truck
1: ew okay Ew. But But uh, yeah. he would
0: always sit out in front of my house and just <gasps> for hours. Oh, just, my God.
1: I don't know what he was waiting for. But uh, that guy I know, was I'll super just leave creepy. It. I'll leave it at that. He was super creepy. Ugh. Yeah. I remember, like, he hit on me one time and I was like, ew. And then he just went and told everybody that, like,
0: mm. I was
1: this skank and whore and whatever. Like, first of all, I'm a virgin, too. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. So,
0: I mean, yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't want to go into details about it okay
1: i mean someone sitting out front of your house for hours on end without calling or coming up or anything that's that's pretty creepy just knew where i was at at all times oh, yeah fuck that
0: i mean you're messing with the wrong person <laughs> she'll blow your fucking head off <laughs> i didn't have guns at that time you do now i do now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Knock, knock, who's there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um. yeah, I, like, there was that, those few incidents with him, but, mm-hmm. you know, after doing my research on trying to find the right story, I don't have anything that remotely comes close to the shit I've been reading. Yeah? The one that you're going to do today? Oh, this one's crazy. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. But, um, that's all I got. I will have to come back later on this week with my episode for stalking. Like, I'm going to read some stuff later, but I did not have time to write out my story because it's a story that I'm currently investigating because it hits home. Don't say anything. But people listening, if you want to know what I'm talking about, you can message me privately and I will tell you, but I will not say it on the air. I am really hooked on this case of this woman who was murdered in California by a stalker. I know something, I think, and it's just, oh, it's crazy. I mean, how much can I say? You cannot say anything that will give it away. At all. Well, I, I just want to s- <laughs> <laughs> like I told you in the garage. Be careful.
0: You're that hell-bent detective on law and order that has a suspect in mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just not that person, but you want to build all the evidence that is... All the circumstantial evidence that's been presented, mm-hmm. you find a way to connect it. To connect it to <laughs> who you think it is. And in the midst it's, of all that, the real killer gets loose.
1: I just it think happens I, on Law and Order all the time. I've never seen Law and Order, but I will say that I have seen this person. And <laughs> what made me stumble on it, I was looking up stalker stories and I just happened to come across this one that had audio on YouTube. And immediately when they played the recording from this stalker that used to like prank this woman and her family, do that voice, the accent, the tone, the like the breathing, everything. I know, I know that voice. And then when you start looking at like facts and timelines and shit, it adds up. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I will. I will come back later. But I will still not mention the name unless you message me personally because it's uh I ain't trying to stir up a bunch of shit right now. Especially with that. Yeah. What's up? Did you kill that lady in California back in 1980? <laughs> like, I know you did. I it. think you did it. Yeah. <clears throat> so And then at the end, I'm also gonna read some uh we got some five star reviews and a couple one star reviews. So I definitely think we should um
0: address those we for the record <laughs> yeah. we didn't get one star reviews i you got, got a one star yep. review yep. all yep. the one star reviews are about you yep uh,
1: yep every every single one
0: of them that just shows who's the talent <laughs> behind this podcast <laughs> i'm the one telling great stories i'm the one doing great research i'm the one that's a technical great fucking research. team.
1: if you went back and listened to every <laughs> episode of our pot you're always like i didn't research shit i'm just gonna wing <laughs> it i didn't do anything i'm just gonna that's wing how it. great of a researcher i am
0: that I don't have to spend weeks researching it. I just, boom, got it. Because you read
1: it verbatim from no, I don't. Murderpedia I or do Wikipedia. Not. I do not read verbatim. You've seen my note-taking. It's I take awful. fucking notes. I know. And I take time with each episode. It's yeah, a diary of a mad Someone said that I was, uh, I ripped off another podcast episode on Vera Jo Rigel. I think that mm-hmm. was her name. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I just didn't. Mm -hmm. I ripped it off the documentary that I watched about it and added some of my own little lookups and researches. But apparently, whoever that was, it's not good enough. I just see it as, look, you research a story
0: on the internet that everyone can pull up, Mm -hmm. and you're just taking notes. And we're talking about crimes. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I can Mm -hmm. change how this is. Like... When you're talking about a crime, like you want to you wanna give the details.
1: Absolutely. So it's going to sound similar to what you're, what you're, it's the like same, this, like you're getting from. If you cover problem. one specific crime, you're going to hear the same shit about that crime because everyone's done it yeah. or looked into it or, you know, whatever, <clears> did their own thing with it, and that's what happened with that story. Yeah. I've never mm-hmm. even heard of this other. I mean, I've heard of them, but I've, I'm not a listener. Look, I would appreciate oh, five-star reviews. But um,
0: I really don't give a fuck about the one stars. Whatever. I mean, you can't please everyone. I mean... If, if you, you don't th- like us, don't fucking listen. Exactly.
1: There are plenty of other podcasts out there that you can listen to that will probably do a better job. They'll probably piss you off, too. Yeah, exactly. Just don't listen to <laughs> podcasts because you're a bitter piece of shit. If you can't appreciate <laughs> the time and effort that someone puts in, we're going to get things wrong sometimes. We're going to mispronounce words. We're going to... I mean... We have multiple sources for looking shit up. It's not like I just listened to... Who was well, that podcast that the person said I knocked off red-handed or something? hmm Yeah. Fuck mm. you. If, if you're listening and you're the one that left that review. Oh, well, no, they're not listening anymore. Go fuck yourself.
0: Which is fine. Whatever. Don't listen to us. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: But for those of you willing to stick around, Michelle's got some shit. You want me to just get into I it? I do. I'm really excited to hear this. Well,
0: for starters, let me just go ahead and name my sources. Boom, right now. Poser. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> no. Um, thought Catalog. I love Thought Catalog. <laughs> That's my two sources. Okay. And I pieced them together. Ooh. So, sorry, people. That's if fine. It, if it's... Look, ripping, we're all here if for If I'm the ripping same off reason. Wikipedia, I am so sorry.
1: But here we go. Fuck that. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm excited. Have you heard? No. (laughs) I've not. I've only been focusing on this one case.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't come across a man named Richard Farley, Mm -mm. Laura Black.
1: That's what my story's about. I have heard about Laura Black. I've heard the name. Oh, well. But I don't know anything about it. This is my story. Richard
0: (laughs) Farley. Oh. Hold on, bear with me with my shitty laptop. She's got this HP laptop
1: from like 99. It's not 99. It's from the 2000s. Mine, my Toshiba is from 2006. It's from the 2000s. It's fine. I got it on
0: Black Friday deal. It's fine. It types out stories. One of our
1: one-star reviews was that we talk too much. I don't care. (laughs) About banter in our life. If Go get your own podcast.
0: (laughs) Like I don't fucking care. This is ours and we can say whatever the fuck we want. Yes. Sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I was just like, I'm tired of it. Is it fired up yet? Oh, it is. I'm I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Okay. People. Richard Farley, born July 25th, 1948, in Texas. Good old Texas. Good old. He was one of six children, and his family was one of those tight military families. Oh, they moved like. Strict, yeah. Yeah, a lot of rules, strict, mm-hmm. moved quite often. Right. But the Farley family eventually settled in California. Okay. California. <laughs> 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 to be more technical. <laughs> well, I don't want people to get mad that I said it wrong. But who fucking cares? It's California. <laughs> I'm, <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Cali. Anyways. they know how to party. They moved to California. Mm-hmm. This is where Richard graduated high school and then he joined the Navy where he stayed there for he stayed in service for 10 years. Oh wow. He was always a quiet, well-behaved boy. and as a young adult, he always required little attention from his parents. He grew up to be very intelligent. He was known by his friends and neighbors to be a nonviolent, well-mannered and helpful young man. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So hmm. I don't know what the, I don't know where the fuck it went wrong, but it went wrong. Well, keep on reading. I'm sure Thank to you. unravel at some point. Oh, it it
1: does. Okay.
0: So after serving in the Navy for ten years, he was discharged, not disarmed dishonor, dishonorably, like he was just. I guess he was done. Okay. So that was in 1977, and then he bought a house in San Jose, California. Okay. He then got a job at a place called. Electromagnetic Systems Laboratory, which throughout the rest of the story is ESL.
1: Okay. (laughs) I am not saying that
0: over and over again.
1: Electronic or Electromagnetic Electromagnetic Systems Systems Laboratory. All
0: right.
1: ESL. It's ESL. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. He got a job there. He worked as a software technician, and this company Mm -hmm. was a, a defense contractor for the U.S. military. Holy shit. So he had like... Whatever he did, like, he mm-hmm. had high security clearance to... Ooh, okay. Like, he's that guy. Like, even in the Navy, he whatever he did there, he was one of the higher, higher right. security clearance people. Interesting, okay. Just to show, like, the guy's smart. Yeah. Like, he, he knows his Im- shit. Important. And like Yeah. And he was, I mean,
1: up to this point... And he ends up being a stalker?
0: <sighs> oh, yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just... I'm trying to figure out, like, how so far if there's any like you know yeah i love i love painting a picture of their background mm-hmm. oh, to i see love it. where
0: it went yeah like all oh, that where you it. yeah you can kind of understand like where it went wrong mm-hmm. everything about this guy's just like it it's normal like he's just even when he got his job at ESL he was one of the top employees multiple times for his great performance like he constantly got we'll say employee Recognized. of the month yeah. or whatever like Excuse me, I just burped. I'm sorry. <laughs> Decent guy. He, yeah. Okay. Mm. He was friends with quite a few of his coworkers, but some of them thought that he could be quite arrogant, egotistical, mm-hmm. and boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he would, he would like to brag about his guns and how good he, of a shot he was. All right. But despite all of that, everyone classified him as generally a nice guy. But that all quickly changed in 1984.
1: That's when exactly it changed. That's when I was born. Was it? Yep. <laughs> really showing my age. Yeah. Because you had to bring yourself into the story. February
0: 18th. I don't have any. 1984. Okay. hmm So let me scroll down. I don't have one of those fancy, like, I can just move my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why don't you just pull it up on
0: my laptop? I couldn't send it to you. That's how fucking shitty this laptop is.
1: (laughs) Look, it's just here. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Okay? It's great. You look really professional right now. (laughs) I got two laptops in front of me. Yeah. Anyways, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Spring, 1984. Okay. Farley, who is now 36 years old, he was introduced to a newer employee named Laura Black. At ESL. Yes.
1: (laughs) Excuse Mm -hmm. for the raspy voice. Like, I feel... It's really humid and weird up here in Ohio. Like, everyone's kind Well, I coughing. feel like I, I woke
0: up like I went on a rager last <laughs> night. Like, just fucking drinking it up and... Smoking, Smoking. Yeah, like, my yeah. voice isn't... It's not where it needs to be. It's allergies, I think. Bear with me, people. Sorry. Probably sound like a 14-year-old boy right now. You always say that, and you don't. I, I feel like it. Like, it's so raspy right now. <clears throat> Anyways.
1: <laughs> I feel like Marge on... Was it Mad TV? <laughs> Give me some smoke. Anyway, man, this is going to
0: be tough. So, like I said, he's thirty-six. He met Laura Black. She was twenty-two, and she was working as an electrical engineer for ESL. Good for her. And she was there for less than a year at Mm -hmm. this time. So she's a she's a newer employee. For Richard Farley, this was love at first sight. For Laura Black, this was the beginning of a horrific nightmare that she would have to
1: endure for the next four years. <gasps> so. Four. I know. Years. <laughs> My story has four years in
0: it, too. Four years. Farley instantly became obsessed with Laura. He would leave her gifts of homemade baked goods and letters. I think mean, like, that's sweet. And he would leave us all on her desk. Oh. The he little had- admirer. Starting out, oh yeah. Okay, he's at, at he's asked her out multiple times, which Laura would politely politely decline. When it seemed like Farley was in, unable to accept her saying no, that is when Laura just stopped talking to him as best as she could. She yeah. She uh awkward. Yeah, I mean, because this is they're at work. Like yeah. this is
1: how she makes a living. Yeah. So. It's also the 80s, too, so it's not like it is today where you can just say, hey, this guy makes me oh, feel you'll un- quickly, uncomfortable.
0: You will quickly learn. There's so many things you can talk about with this. It's going to make you mad. Oh, Sorry. Go <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Laura actually said in an interview that she basically just tried to ignore him but still tried to remain cordial because at work, when you don't get along with people, sometimes you still have to talk to him because it's work.
1: So like, well, especially something with that, like someone that likes you and you're just like, hey, I'm not, I'm not into you. You can only say it so many times before it's super uncomfortable, and then the woman usually gets kind of scared and yeah, you're kind of forced to yeah. So you your go to is like, just don't talk to him ever again. Stay away from him.
0: Avoid him. But since it's work, if there's a work related thing they have to work on, Mm. then she Mm. has to speak to him. Yeah, and so to her, it could just be work. To him,
1: that's... She's talking to me.
0: Right. Yeah. So, that's where she was at with it. Even though Laura refused every advance that Farley would make, he would still remain persistent. He would write her letters. At this point, it's about two letters a week, (laughs) which, in the span of four years, he sent her around 200 letters. Okay, wow. I don't know... I don't know what was in those letters. I do have some things, like, later on, Mm -hmm. of some things he's written in letters. But in those, I'm going to say he's probably just professing his love, Mm -hmm. asking her out. She's beautiful, things like that. Like, just kind of, I don't know, I guess buttering her up. I don't know. Making her little treats and stuff. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, he continued to still leave her gifts. And then he would call her desk like every couple hours. Oh, that's too much. So it's like, she can't catch a break from, (laughs) from Farley. This is when the stalking began to happen outside of the workplace. Also, Mm -hmm. he being like higher clearance, Mm -hmm. he went to work and he came up with some sort of story, some sort of scenario and, To the HR department. Okay. And they ended up giving him Laura's home address (gasps) and home phone number. No.
1: No. Because of
0: his clearance. Just whatever he said. And, yeah, they felt like they had to. Oh, my God. That is so scary. (sighs) Yes. So now he knows where she lives. He would cruise by her house multiple times a day. And he even joined the same aerobics class. The same day that she went and signed up for it. What the fuck? So, like, she went, signed up for this class. He followed her, seeing that this was happening. And then he went right after her and signed up. And then, like, oh, we're in
1: the same class. Like, you know. Okay, I think I'm, I'm, like, kind of picking up on when it started. The rejection. It started instantly. Like, Well, he, I, no, I mean, like, him sending, him getting a little bit more crazy about It, it sounds like he, right when she started to, like, reject him more now he's mm. doing more yeah yeah you know
0: oh yeah because now it's now it's outside of work now it's like it's her whole fucking life so he also has her phone number like i said he would call her so many times that she had to change her phone number to an unlisted number like we're talking the 80s here yeah. so yeah people still use phone, phone books. books if you guys don't know what those we still are.
1: get a phone book yeah, like, it's so weird to go out to the mailbox and there's just, like, a phone book hanging there. Like, come on, no one uses this shit anymore. It's a waste of paper. Super waste of paper. But, I mean, that's what she did back then. You needed a number, you looked it up. <laughs> if yeah. If it wasn't listed, you could, sometimes you can call the operator. Well,
0: now she's unlisted. It's the best she could do at this point. The creepiest part of all of this is that Farley also became friends with the custodial department at ESL. Mm-hmm. And he oh no, he ended up, he became friends with him and he ended up talking to him into giving him a copy of her key to her desk. I and thought it was going
1: to go somewhere like that or like a locker or something.
0: Well, to her desk. Like she had, a, she was an engineer, so she had her own office. Yeah, yeah. And he would go through her stuff when she wasn't there to find out more about her life or where she's going to go. Like her, go through her planner or whatever. And this is where he could essentially be everywhere she's at and know everything about her. That... Mm, creepy, mm. creepy? Creepy? Creepy. Because she doesn't... She doesn't know that that's happening.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know? Mm. We well, would think that, like, the people that he asked, you know, for her address and then for the key would be like, hey, this dude's been asking, like, I we gave him your address and he's got a key to your desk, like... I mean, he's not a supervisor of any means, oh, but, I mean, so... he's
0: just... He Was a great employee, like, yeah. Oh, no, I, I get uh, it. So no one it's questioned just, it. It's just, it's so creepy, yeah. Okay, so I'll move on, yeah. Because, because Farley was stalking Laura, this caused her to move three times from July of 1985 to February of 1988. Like, five that's a times, three. Oh, three, okay. But the other side, and now it could be the other side said four, so it's either three or four, okay. Between the two sites, I toggled between that's fine we'll go with low end three either way that's a lot of times a fucking that's a lot yeah it just seems like she was constantly on the move like she can't she can't plant her feet down and just like
1: she never called the cops or well made any kind no, of report not
0: not yet okay it mainly it's er- coming well mainly everything was happening at work like he was sending mm. He would send like the gifts and stuff. He would send her it was he would put them on her desk. Like he would leave a letter on her mm-hmm. desk, and this was all out through work. But each time he er, each time she moved, obviously Farley found her address, and he would continue to stalk her. One time, he got a key to one of her homes Mm-mm. from stealing it off of her desk at work. Mm-mm. So oh, God. I was like, Can you imagine some creep obsessed with you? going into your house while you're gone and just going through all of your personal things just to be, like, part of you, close to you. Yeah. Or,
1: even worse, like, he could be in there while you're fucking Mm -hmm, asleep. mm -hmm. No, no. I don't... That is one of my biggest fears, is (laughs) someone being in the house that you don't know about and they're just, like, watching every (laughs) move. Like, when your house got broken into (sighs) and we went there, like... Minutes after the perpetrator left, like it just—you felt it. It was such a heavy, disgusting, yeah. Try living vulgar there. Vulgar feeling. Yeah, like I cleaned everything. Oh yeah, you gotta throw everything out. Because who knows what they touched? Toothbrushes, the fucking toilet seat. Like, oh, I did throw away my toilet. seat. I mean, I would have gotten.
0: <laughs> mm-mm. They cleaned everything though. It's weird, and it's a very. <sighs> It's a very weird feeling when you think you don't know what's been invaded, but you know something's been invaded. Look, man, I, I don't know. When I went there, everything has
1: everything was tainted. It I know. was just such a heavy, nasty. Boy, well, my cats
0: were so traumatized. Like they stayed under my bed for the next two days. They wouldn't come out. I mean, yeah, and they... that broke my heart. because yeah. I love my cats. <laughs> All seventy-four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this—he's in our house. Mm-mm. I don't know if he was ever in there when she was home as well. Probably, but I I'm almost positive it was just to learn more about her, just to be near her stuff. And
1: oh god, I don't it know reminds me of um oh shit, Susan Cox Smith, the the dad, the Susan Powell, Susan Powell. Who's Susan Cox Smith? Susan Smith, isn't she like she killed her kid? Yeah. Well, who's Susan Cox? Off- Susan Cox Powell, is That's her it. name? Okay, yeah her it sounds like a rep or a, a repeat of the the creepy oh, the dad. dad that would like videotape her and like go and get her panties and like lay them out oh and while she was in the fucking shower yeah oh yeah. my god gross.
0: that's yeah so he's made it to that level now where he's in her. he's in her fucking house since he always knew where she lived and uh, he would get pictures of her and he would doctor these photos and, like, kind of in the 80s, like, somehow, oh, like, an no. old school, like, Photoshop, he would photo, like, doctor these photos of to be with her. Like, it'd be pictures of him and her together. Mark Wahlberg in fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would mail them to her.
1: Oh, my God. So
0: she sees these, and it's like, it's him and her. Like, this is a real picture of her. And then somehow he would put a, him in with it. Ugh. So it's like a double whammy. Like, oh, so creepy. You got this fucking
1: picture. But then you want to add yourself, uh, uh, and then mail it to her. <laughs> I think, that, I mean, Fear is one of my favorite movies, and I think that's one of the most terrifying things is when the dad Dude. goes in his house, and there's just all this shit of Nicole. <laughs> it's, yeah, this is creepy. He's <laughs> Nicole forever. <laughs> he is for sure
0: level five stalker. Oh, yeah. Stalker this, yeah, right now. Yeah. He also found out where her parents live, which was in, now they live in, this is all happening in California. Mm-hmm. Her parents lived in Virginia, I do believe.
1: Hmm.
0: He found out where they lived, and when she would go to visit her parents, mm-hmm. he would mail her a few letters there. Dude,
1: <laughs> like, so at this point, why didn't she? Why aren't multiple people aware of this dude? Like, why is this guy not? Well, I'm about, to, I'm about to get part. to that. Okay.
0: Obviously, Laura can't hide from this creep, like whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He just knows. Everything. Too much, yeah. So she must have told some of her co-workers what was going on. And they try to talk to Farley, like, on her behalf. Hey, what you're doing is fucking wrong. Yeah. You need to stop. <clears throat> Typical shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, when confronted by, about his harassment with Laura, Farley would react very defiantly, or he would threaten to commit violence. Of Not like threatening to kill that person, or even threatening to kill. It was just he just pop off. He's violent. Yeah, or he he will show that he's violent. Okay. So at this time, Laura had enough, and in gosh, my throat, my voice just cut out. October nineteen eighty five, she turned Farley into the HR department, and she tried to seek help through them because majority of it was happening at work so this is where it gets so aggravating aggravating yeah they met with farley and he agreed to he just like yeah okay i won't do it anymore <laughs> he agreed to stop sending her letters and gifts he agreed to stop following her home and he agreed to stop using her word computer
1: oh my god
0: so they're just like okay we're done that's okay fine Since so you said you're gonna stop good boy thank yeah. you <laughs> wow our work is done yeah <laughs> next (laughs) yeah of course that didn't fucking last long people on that level don't just stop because hr is like hey i mean it stopped shortly because she turned him in in october Mm -hmm. but by december he was right back to the same shit so she probably got like a month i'm just and you want to say she got a month apiece but no because when someone's doing that to you i don't think you ever stop thinking oh yeah it doesn't get turned off yeah but he... Yeah, so December, back to the same thing. HR stepped in again, and they started to give Farley written warnings. <laughs> written warnings? Yeah. Here, you've been wrote up.
1: <laughs> Here you go. Don't you do that again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, these are all like... That's why I said it's aggravating. It's all...
1: It, Pink it's a fucking slap
0: on the wrist. Yeah, And it's... <laughs> so you if you went about this a different way, mm-hmm. my ending could have been prevented, oh man, like those are the hardest. I think it could' have been prevented. I, there you definitely could have done more. look,
1: so far, I think, yeah, there's a lot of shit that could have been prevented. like this guy should have gotten help a long time ago. Well, they did make him take
0: psychological counseling sessions.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: I wrote in Prince, He's like, "Wow, way to help this poor woman out. Yeah, <laughs> like well, I mean. That's not a bad thing. The counseling session's right. Right. But how does he still have a fucking job there is where I'm
1: at. Maybe because he didn't physically do anything. He's doing a lot. Well, so, I, I mean, like physical contact, <laughs> like he's physically, he hasn't physically right. put his hands on her or right.
0: whatever. But I mean, she's definitely
1: fearful. Oh, <laughs> for sure. 24-7.
0: Wait,
1: and she's what 22 23 mm-hmm. now he's mm-hmm. 36 37 yeah that alone is just it's a little bit yeah weird. she's
0: still she's still fucking she's too young mm-hmm. so he did take the classes he didn't learn shit from it because <laughs> <laughs> he's still doing the same things <laughs>
1: Wait, what's <I'm> just, <laughs> he didn't learn shit my fucking ass
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't <laughs> So January 1986, Farley actually confronted Laura in the parking lot of her apartment. And he kept mentioning about his guns. He was telling her, or he told her that he was done asking what to do. And from here on out, he was going to start telling her what to do. So now he's, his behavior is becoming a bit more aggressive. Yeah. To say the least. And uh, he was definitely spiraling out of control. At this point, he sent her a letter that said he was not going to kill her, but had a whole range of options that he had for her. He told her that he does own a gun and that he's very good at or he owned multiple guns and he was very good at using them. He asked her not to push him and that if he essentially or that if fuck me (laughs) and that if he essentially doesn't get his way that he is going to crack and he's going to start... He's going to start destroying everything in his path until police catch him and kill him. Holy shit. Like, these are in letters, which means that's proof.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. <coughs> and clearly he's... things are escalating at an astronomical rate, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, even just confronting her after all of this, like confronting her in her parking lot, that's thats yeah. a huge... Right. Mm-mm. Cross Well, that and line. he's
0: like... He's mentioned guns multiple times, how great he is at using them, which he probably is. I mean, he was in the Navy for 10 years. Oh, yeah, I'm
1: sure he he knows how to pull a trigger. Yeah.
0: So now there's proof. He's starting to get, the letters are are getting worse. Mm -hmm. And I would keep every one of those motherfuckers. Oh, for sure. So back at ESI or ESL, Mm -hmm. have I been calling it ESI the whole time? No. No. (laughs) It's ESL. Easel. There we go. Easel. He he started to get into it with other coworkers. He actually <laughs> here's where it gets mine's blown. Okay. He actually goes to one of the HR managers and he pretty much tells her that she had no right to control his relationships with other people. Because they told him to quit harassing Laura. Relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She told him that sexual harassment was illegal and that if he didn't stop, he would be fired. So Farley then told the HR manager that if he were to lose his job, then he would have nothing to live for and that he had guns and he would use them. So the manager asked him if he was threatening to kill her, to which Farley said, yeah, (laughs) but I will also kill others as well. Jesus. This incident happened in February. And Farley still continued to work there and stalk Laura until May when they finally decided to fire him.
1: What was the... Because of all of this, they just bundled it up and like, all right, you have to go. Mm-hmm. I would but have fired his motherfucking ass in February. Exactly
0: my point. They yeah. let him work from February to
1: May. After threatening
0: an HR. <laughs> I will kill you and others. <laughs> And you got to walk away and work a couple more months Man. after that? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: I could ugh. I mean, that happened to me at my old job. Someone threatened to open my throat over some dumb shit. She kept her job.
0: <sighs> that blew my mind. I'm just typing. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, anyways. I'm shocked. Yeah. It, it's shocking. Yeah. That wouldn't happen today.
1: HR should have. No like, way. He should have been fired the second she was like, did you threaten to kill me?
0: Yeah. He should have been fired away Boom. before. <laughs> well, Right. But. Uh, yeah. But still, that should have Threading been. Threatening
1: to murder people. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like that breaks a rule or two. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: fucking. Anyways. um, Well, fired. And then I think it would have been a, instead of just firing him and igniting a whole bunch of just anger, fire him, but follow it up with like, here's, you know, six months of therapy sessions. Uh, you
0: should have involved the cops. Well, for, yeah, yeah. Just, Look, there's a lot of like, things that
1: didn't go right file here. File a report, mm-hmm.
0: at least. I, I don't know. That's the least you could have done. So, this obviously, him being fired, mm-hmm. fueled his rage. And then he stalked, now he, he don't have a job, so now he has... Nothing but time. No, yep, right. And he started stalking Laura on a full-time basis. Oh, my God. <laughs> he eventually did get a job. I don't know... <sighs> It was with um, ESL's, one of their competitors.
1: Okay. Makes I, sense.
0: I don't know when he got that job. I couldn't find when that started, but he had 18 months.
1: Oh, shit. Of, like,
0: <clears throat> nothing but time. hmm So, for the next 18 months, he would lurk around ESL's parking lot, and his communication with Laura became way more aggressive and way more threatening But in the summer of 1986, Farley found himself a girlfriend. Okay. That's not Laura. (laughs) How did he handle that? Do you think he stopped stalking Laura after this?
1: I'm going to say no, but you would almost think he would because he has someone now to, like, focus on. The answer is, fuck, no. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) The stalking continued, and it seemed like it was to the point that Laura was the only thing that mattered to him because in the process, Farley lost his home, he lost his car, and he owed over twenty grand in back taxes. Holy shit! Taxes. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah. Yeah. So, through all this, his main goal was to stalk in her house. Laura. Obviously, he wrote her another letter, letter, demanding her not to get a restraining order. He said, "Quote." It might not really occur to you how far I'm willing to go to upset you, but if you decide, that's what I'm forced to do. She received several several more letters like this, and for the next few months, he wrote another letter saying that Laura cost him his job, $40,000, oh, wow. and a foreclosure, but yet he still likes her. Oh, He told her that he would not be pushed... Oh, I spelled it pushed wrong. Eh. <laughs> He would not be pushed around. Pushed. And he is, <laughs> I spelled it with an O. Poshed. Oushed. Oh, You would not be ouched. You <laughs> would not be pushed around, and he is tired of being nice. Those whole time he's been nice. Like, everything has been doing creepy as fuck, but that was him yeah. being nice. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> he told her that he did not want to kill her because he wanted her to live with the regret of her decisions of not responding to his romantic gestures. So, essentially... Mm-hmm. Whatever happens in the future, I want this is because you won't be in a relationship with me, and mm-hmm. I want you to feel that. Like that's oh. uh, that's a mind fuck. Yeah. Mm. So now, Laura is terrified. She goes to a lawyer and she gets the restraining order against Farley, and that was on February eighth, nineteen eighty eight.
1: Piece of paper. Nobody. Yeah.
0: Wow. This is when Farley snaps and he follows through with all the threats that he promised in his previous letters. Because, you let scroll on down. <laughs> then the next day, the day after, I'm sorry, the day after he received his restraining order, Farley began to plan out his revenge. Mm-hmm. So he's lost everything. There's, he has nothing to live for. This is it. He bought over $2,000 in guns and ammo. Oh no! Here, after everything I read, this never got brought up at all until I wrote it right here. I was like, "What the fuck!" Like I actually said this out loud when I was typing. He bought two grand in guns and ammo, and then he contacted his lawyer and he had Laura removed from his will. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, what the actual fuck? Like he is so obsessed with her that if he was to die, she gets she it all. gets it all. Even though he didn't have anything at that point, like everything was taken away from him. But he,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not funny that I'm assuming Laura died. But like, what? Or maybe she didn't. No, well, you have to wait till the but end. But took her out of his will. Like, what the fuck? Is she doing in his will in the first place? Like, can you imagine exactly getting my that point. phone call where she's like, uh, "I'm sorry, Laura, but you're no longer <laughs> part of this." Dude. What the fuck? I
0: know. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, I had to type what I was saying out loud. like, what the actual fuck? Because I've read through so much shit already at this point. (laughs) He took her out. Okay. So he took her. Yeah, he took her out of his will. Here's the other thing. He sent a package to Laura's attorney, and it was showing proof that him and Laura were in a secret relationship. Oh, no. So he sent him pictures of the two of them together, her garage door opener, which is like that's another way he can get into her house. Um oh my God. and he had credit card receipts to hotels from where they stayed. Or he stayed keeping an eye out on her. Right. Her lawyer just tossed it. Like this isn't Yeah. This is bullshit. So The court, there was a court date set for February 17th, 1988, Mm -hmm. to go over the restraining order. But Farley decided on February 16th to drive to ESL. Oh, no. Dressed in military fatigues. No. Black leather gloves and a scarf around his head. So he's like completely Ramboed the fuck out. Covered. Yeah. And he is armed with. Numerous guns. I wrote numerous guns because it gave a list of the guns, and there were so fucking many that I'm just like, it's numerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, multiple pistols, a rifle, a shotgun, like all of Jesus. this shit. He had um, smoke grenades, like, goddamn, ready for war, and he had knives. So he had numerous guns, knives, and over a thousand rounds of ammo. And he proceeded to head to the entrance where he shot and killed his first victim. Oh, no. Larry Kane. Not Larry. (sighs) Yeah. I wonder if
1: he, like, left a note or anything. Uh. Like. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Because clearly he had something planned out. But, like, was he aware that he I didn't write it
0: in here. Mm -hmm. But his plan was. So he says. Mm Mm-hmm. His plan was to go to ESL, mm-hmm. ask Laura out one more time. <laughs> Dress like Rambo. <laughs> and if she said no, he was going to kill himself in front of her. That was the plan, so he says. But what happened? I was like that
1: plan better. He
0: didn't when he drove there in his um, I don't know what you call it, like a motor home, but like Mobile a, home. Like you take a big ass, like, yeah, those big ass things you take camping or like road trips. Yeah. He drove there and that. And then hopes of like, she'll just say, yes, we'll be together. And then they just drive off, drive off, and they, in their mobile home or whatever, the fucking camper. Yeah. And she said, no, he's going to kill himself. But he walked up and immediately killed the first person that he came in contact with. That is so so sad. I don't think that that was, that was his plan, to kill himself. Okay. I think that's bullshit. Okay. So I lost my spot. He killed first victim Larry Kane. He continued to shoot others who were running and trying to hide from him all until he made his way into the building, where he also continued to shoot anyone in his path. He made it to Laura's office. And she tried to protect herself by shutting the door and locking it. Yeah. Well he shot through the door. Oh my God. Can you imagine how scared she was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, he shot through the door where one bullet hit Laura and it like like with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. It hit her in the shoulder and like completely Blew shattered it her yeah. shoulder. Well, she passed out. And Farley left her there while he went from room to room shooting everyone that was hiding from him. Holy fuck. Yeah. So the SWAT team finally shows up, and they try negotiating with Farley. It goes on for some time. Through this whole conversation with the SWAT team, he's showing no remorse, doesn't give a fuck. And do you know what ended the standoff? What ended it? Yeah. You know when people are, like, in hostage situations where you got the negotiator, they're like, I want a plane, I want $20 million, and I want a trip to Mexico. Like, they have all this shit. Yeah. What do you think he wanted? Her. Well, I'll tell you what ended the standoff.
1: A sandwich. Ooh, okay. What kind of sandwich? I don't
0: fucking know. I I didn't get into that. But he was, Farley was hungry, so he decided to surrender in exchange for a motherfucking sandwich. Now, hold on. That is... A sandwich. (laughs) And you don't know which one Well no that It didn't is, tell me what
1: It didn't tell me oh Turkey on rye was like, so Crazy A sandwich After all this shit He's like yeah Give me one of them uh, Java Johnny's Marble <laughs> breads <laughs> Not deal <laughs> So
0: Through his Day of rage Seven people were killed Four were injured Including Laura Robert Farley was charged with seven counts of capital murder, assault with a deadly weapon, second-degree burglary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and vandalism. Okay, not what? one thing of stalking or oh wow. anything of the sorts of that. Well, it didn't matter. Jury found him guilty on all counts. Good. Robert Farley was sentenced to death on January seventeenth, nineteen ninety-two, in San Quentin Prison. Man, and as I like, I tried to find out like what's up with like. Do they Is execute still, him? Well, I can go back as early as... Since 2019, he's still waiting to be put to death.
1: Just get rid of him already. Well, but while in
0: prison, Farley wrote Laura one more letter... Oh, my God. ...telling her that she finally won.
1: I bet that's nice, That's though. it. The end. The end? So mm-hmm. Laura's okay. She lived, yeah.
0: Wow. She continued to actually work for ESL... I don't know if she's still there to this you know, day,
1: but, um, yeah. I bet she suffered some serious survivor <laughs> guilt, like, because all of those people essentially died because this guy wanted her. Yeah. You know, but she survived. Like, I can't imagine what she's going through.
0: <clears throat> I know. Um, I just want to name the victims' names because they lost their lives. Go for
1: it. Absolutely.
0: Over uh, just the craziest shit. Mm-hmm. So, like I said in the beginning, Lawrence Kane was his first victim. Mm-hmm. Wayne Williams Jr., Ronald Doney, Joseph Lawrence Silva, Silva Glenda Mor- Moritz, Ronald Stephen Reed, and Helen Lamparter were dead. He, sh- he <sighs> shot them. And then he injured Laura Black. Gregory Scott, Richard Townsley, and Patty Marcotte. They were the
1: survivors. All of that because he wanted to go on a date. Because he's obsessed. Yeah. That's, dude, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah.
0: This one to me was like really scary because it's like when you hear about stalkers, you think of like celebrity stalkers. Mm hmm. But oh, this happened, she just started a job oh and this God. guy was there and he just, became obsessed like it was just normal people normal nine-to-five job and then this crazy fucker
1: yeah that's terrifying it is terrifying just anything could happen (laughs) slam that thing shut yeah that's wild man (sighs) yeah i mean it so for me stalkers and peeping toms are like the same thing i i think Maybe, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm saying peeping toms like the thrill for them is just <clears throat> the watch, like you know what's always like where stalkers can take it way far. Stalkers will take it to murder.
1: True. Yeah. Peeping toms. It's the thrill for them is just. I think it's the both watch equally is especially the ones that like masturbate. And then yeah. they end up finding like semen on the outside of their window or whatever. Like that's just <laughs> that's so Yeah, I look terrifying. It's all scary as shit to me. Yeah. But uh that one this one's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dude went mm-hmm. way too far. He did shit should have been fixed up a long time ago. Well, the cop like it should have been turned into the cops. Like oh, the absolutely. company
0: the company should have been filing reports with the police or something. hmm They should have stepped in much sooner. I don't know. Like he because while he was in court, obviously all these letters that he sent to lawyer, Laura, Laura. <laughs> <lawyer? laughs> <laughs> Laura. They were prevented or they were presented at trial mm-hmm. to show like he's a stalker as well. And it pretty much was like this guy's guilty like cuz they need to know why well, he killed these people. Like he it, it, he got fired because of what he did to Laura. Mm-hmm. And then here's all this proof of what he did to Laura. And so he shot and killed seven people, seven innocent people for no re- Yeah. For, for no, no reason. fucking reason. And he, he's going to die of old age.
1: Yeah. I mean, St. Quentin's got a lot of people in there. that are waiting to be. Yeah. Executed. They need to start just
0: killing them. <laughs> like why, squad. why are we waiting? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He did know. he did do a bunch of appeals, of course, they all got denied like he's gonna die. he's never getting out good, but uh, he's gonna die of old age before they
1: what i don't know what california you know does. what He'll electric never, chair or lethal no. injection i don't i don't i don't know I think lethal injection I don't he's think anybody does the electric chair anymore it's too <laughs> it's not humane enough. It's too violent, and, it, and I'm like, really? I don't know. I think mowing down seven innocent people, uh, you pretty much stripped yourself of that, right? Yeah, I hate lethal um injection. I hate it. I hate it. It's like such an easy way out. Yeah. But then you know you're supposed to forgive people and blah, 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 and it's like some people just should, they, they don't deserve fucking forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Light them up. Forgiveness <laughs> is more than mm-hmm. saying sorry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I have um a couple uh, stories here on st- uh, Stalkers, if you want me to read them. Uh, go ahead. I'm tired of talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'll have my other story like, up and running sometime this week to do, but right now, I, I just I can't. I'm too caught up in who I think it is to really sit down and focus. Right. So, my source for this is ThoughtCatalog.com, okay? It's my same source. <laughs> This was a. Well, I'm going to skip over it. It's I know a, it's, it's a, a top nine. Yeah, top nine. Yeah, so mine now, was a, what number five on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So the first one is the Westfield Watcher. Yeah. Uh, the I'll house tell you looks. what the next
0: one is. What What is it? I don't know. Okay. But I know
1: mine's number five. Okay. Well, I'm going to. I'm just going to skip yours then. A house in Westfield, New Jersey, has achieved no- notoriety in the last few years as a house not only haunted but also watched by someone with a notoriety. I can never say that. I'm not even going to try. I can't say it. Go ahead. We know what you're saying. It was watched by someone who they didn't know. (laughs) They were anonymous. They were anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) The house was built in 1905 and remodeled in 2014. Various families inhabited the house throughout the decades. The old Dutch colonial house is described as a real estate dream, hosting six bedrooms, a master suite, wood floors, and numerous fireplaces. Derek and Marita brought us bought the newly remodeled home with high hopes in 2014, never expecting the fear and drama that would ensue for a whopping $1.3 million. Yeah, you failed to mention it's a. did you say it was a mansion? Yeah. Okay. I think I did. I don't know. Cause it's a mansion. I mean it's huge. It's huge, yeah. Uh let me see. Oh, this is part of, It's so creepy. So shortly after they bought the house, the family began to re, uh, receiving chilling letters in their mailbox by someone claiming to watch the home as the house had been, quote, the subject of their family for decades, end quote. And that they were, the the anonymous person was, put in charge in watching and waiting for its second coming. The first one asked, <laughs> the first letter asked, why are you here? I will find out. Each letter was signed, the watcher. He claimed that his grandfather looked over the house in the 20s, his father in the 60s, and that it was now his turn. The watcher claimed to have always been keeping an eye on the house and on the family. All the windows and doors allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house, which is one of the, something he wrote in the uh, letters. He made references to the children of the family and threatened them, saying, quote, And now I watch and wait for the day when they when they young blood will be mine again.
0: <laughs> it doesn't
1: make any sense. End um. quote. He's so, also talking about the second
0: coming, so I mean none of the shit makes <laughs> sense. So the letters
1: will be poured in <laughs> each one and more disturbing. One asked if the owners were, quote, able to fill the house with young blood I requested, end quote, and claimed to have or claimed to know the names of the family's children. It would say, I am pleased to know your names and now I am pleased to know your names now and the name of young blood you have brought to me. The watcher claimed to one day call the children out by their names and lure them into the woods quote or saying, Once I know their names, I will call them and draw them to me. I asked the woods of with the prior owners to bring me young blood, and they did. More than one letter insinuated that there was something to be found in the walls of the house, asking, have they found what's in the walls yet? And in time they will. The watcher asked the family, Have you found all the secrets in the house that it holds? Like what the
0: fuck? Someone what? got murdered in there.
1: What's in the walls? Like that's what I want. A body. Know. Ugh the Bordas, I'm probably pronouncing their name wrong, uh, they later filed a civil suit against the previous owners, the Woods, claiming that they also had previously received a letter and knew about the stalker and failed to disclose this information when selling the home, causing them emotional stre- emotional distress. The case was thrown out by a judge on October 18th of this year, or last year. To this day, the identity of the watcher remains unknown. As of 2017 in October, the house was once again on the market. Yeah, fuck that, oh man, I can't pronounce these names. <laughs> Number two, Tatiana Tarasov and Prasjit Potter. Sure, sure. Okay, we'll call them prose and Tatiana. Uh, in 1968, 18-year-old Tatiana Tarasov befriended a fellow student at the University of California, Berkeley, Prasjit Potter from Indiana. India. India, <laughs> I said India. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> After meeting at a folk dancing class on campus the two got together and hung out regularly they shared a friendly kiss at a new year's eve party and dated briefly they however did have different uh, views about the seriousness of their relationship and didn't share the same romantic feelings that sounds familiar Mm -hmm. (laughs) after learning about the depth of his feelings towards her and his misinterpretation of their relationship tatiana rebuffed him and made it clear that she was dating other men and wasn't interested in a romantic relationship with him at all His academic performance deteriorated. He neglected himself personally. He fell into a deep depression and into a deeper obsession with Tarasov in the subsequent months. His mental health continued to down spiral throughout the spring and summer of 1969. During this time, Tarasov and Potar occasionally saw each other. Um, He would secretly record whatever conversations the two had to try to determine why it was that she didn't love him back. That's weird. Mm. Oh, God. Just they all saying say the, it? They all say the same thing. He had been keeping a journal detailing every interaction he ever had with her since they met. He would later begin stalking her and trying to change her mind to be with him. He would incessantly call her, show up, and stand with her at the bus stop and even befriended her brother and eventually moved in with him. Mm. Like, ugh. Tatiana yeah. left the States later in the summer of 1969 to embark on a trip to Brazil. During this time, Potter sought professional help with psychologist Dr. Lawrence Moore at a campus mental health clinic, which is good for him. Dr. Moore grew concerned about Potter, expressed desire and intention of killing Tarasov and believed he was suffering from acute and even severe paranoid schizophrenia. Doctors uh, advised the patient to cut off communication with and stay away from Tarasov and that if the death threats continued, he would have to take further action. Potter then stopped showing up to treatment, and Dr. Moore, excuse me, wrote a letter to campus to inform them of his findings and advise them of the death threats. He also sent recommendation that Potter be civilly committed as a dangerous person, which I'm guessing he didn't. He was detained but shortly released thereafter. Police interviewed Potter, concluding that he was not a threat nor dangerous, and advised him to stay away from Tarasov. Dr. Pallison, which is Moore's psychiatric supervisor, ordered he not be detained any further. Upon her return from South America in October, Tatiana was uh or Tatiana failed to be informed by authorities or by mental professionals about any threat to her safety, nor about Potter's verbal expression of intent and desire to kill her. He continued his stalking behavior and on October twenty-seventh, nineteen sixty-nine, Potter carried out the murder he had described and confided in his therapy sessions. He showed up to Tatiana's home and shot her with a pellet gun before stabbing her fourteen times. Mm. What's t- the point of the pellet gun? I mean, you ever been shot with a Yeah, they, bon- like, they yeah, hurt. They yeah. hurt. <laughs> I don't know. Just maybe just subdue her a little bit. Pain? Yeah. His second-degree murder conviction was later overturned on grounds that the jury at his trial was not properly instructed. Potter wasn't retried, and after only serving five years in prison, he was deported back to India. After his release, Tatiana's family sued the hospital, Dr. Moore, Dr. Pallison, and multiple university employees saying that warnings about the death threats could have saved her life, which is totally true. Yeah. These events will lead to a Supreme Court case, Tarasov versus Regents of the University of California, in which a landmark decision would be made in 1976, ruling that mental health professionals have a duty to forego doctor-patient confidentiality and warn individuals who are being threatened by a patient. 33 states have adopted the off laws ever since. That's fucking crazy. I mean could have been prevented. All of this shit could have been prevented. Um all right, anyway. It's uh let's see, I'm gonna do the next story on Mary Stofer and Ming Sen Shui. Sure. Sure? Okay, this it's this is this is creepy. Okay, so a lot of us have have been hot for teacher, right? I mean, I can name a couple teachers I had. One
0: teacher. One teacher for me.
1: Was it the one at the career center? No. No? This was at my uh, my high school. Mine was Mr. Barrett. He's still a teacher at Lebanon. He was hot <laughs> as hell when I was in second grade. You know what's crazy what? is there were, it was a husband
0: and wife mm-hmm. at my high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the high school. Okay. But all the girls had a crush on the husband. All oh, the dudes had a crush on the wife. They did. But the wife got in trouble because she actually had sex with <gasps> one of the students. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I think she yeah, she went to jail for a little bit. Holy shit. But the husband was so hot. Was he? I, I see mean a she was of him later. She was really pretty too. Like they were just a very good looking couple.
1: Yeah. But she ended up pulling the trigger and uh doing it with one of the kids. Well the uh, The teacher I'm talking about from the school that you and I went to together, I never found him hot. He was just, he was, he was cool. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Barrett though, mm, he was gorgeous. (laughs) Gorgeous. Anyway. Okay. So (laughs) a lot of us have been hot for teacher, right? Really? It's not (laughs) out of the ordinary to have crushed on a teacher back in the day or even have a hot professor in college. But most of us aren't sadistic stalkers like Ming Shin Sui. Just call him Ming. Ming. Whose crush on his ninth-grade algebra teacher began in 1965 and morphed into a sick obsession that lasted over 15 years.
0: That's yeah, this I'm, one's crazy. I'm
1: against. I'm just against math. We don't need it. <laughs> Throughout the years, uh, Ming fantasized about Stouffer, Stouffer. sorry. He wrote stories detailing sexual fantasies ranging from consensual to non-consensual. Some detailing rape. His disturbing imagination. Hold wasn't, on, real quick. Yep. Yeah. How old are you in ninth grade? I'm 14, 15.
0: So this is coming from a 15-year-old. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. His disturbing imagination wasn't enough to satisfy his twisted cravings, and he began relentlessly stalking Mary and attempting to track her down throughout most of the 70s. He even broke into her in-law's home in 1975, believing it to be hers, and threatened them with death if the crime was to be reported to authorities. Mm. Holy shit. He's fucking bonkers. Yeah bonkers is what he said no yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> in 1980 he le- or sorry he learned of her whereabouts in bethel university campus and began to stalk her for months in may of that year he followed her to a salon where he held her her and her daughter who was only seven years old at the time at gunpoint as they were leaving and proceeded to kidnap them petrified and tied up mary made loud noises from inside the trunk Ming pulled over and caught the attention of six-year-old Jason Walkman. He threw the boy into the trunk as well and beat him to death with a metal rod in a secluded wildlife refuge. I told you this one's crazy. I must have skipped that part because, <laughs> uh... Yeah. God. So he killed a kid. He just
0: picked the kid up and... Because he's seen him. Witness. I mean, Even Jesus. though it's a child.
1: Uh, Jesus. Yeah. I know. So, Ming kept both mother and daughter captive at his home for nearly two months while prisoner of, of Sing, or shing shit. Ming. Ming. God. <laughs> while prisoner of Ming, Mary was repeatedly raped and assaulted. Ming recorded and kept many videotapes of his attacks on Mary, and many she is tied and bound. He made it a point to often keep mother and daughter separate, locking Mary in a closet while her daughter remained locked inside of a box in a van. Right. Like, dude. In July of the same year, Mary was able to escape and call for help while Ming was at work by removing hinge hinge pins off the closet door. He was arrested at work that same day. As if he hadn't terrorized her enough, while on trial in 1981, Ming smuggled in a knife to court and jumped at Mary after her testimony, slashing her face severely and threatening that he would one day kill her and her daughter. Ming received 40 years for the murder of Jason Wilkman, the boy, and an additional 30 for kidnapping of Mary and her daughter. Should have got uh, more. I wonder if he's out yet. I don't know. But I thought about doing that story. That is, dude.
0: That ugh. Yeah, I, I know. It's crazy. Um, He should have got life. I he mean, definitely like got you killed life. a kid, you kidnapped a woman and her daughter, mm-hmm. you raped the woman. That yeah. is from, I haven't researched this story, but just little tidbits you get from it Mm -hmm. just with that information uh you should have you (laughs) should die in prison
1: (laughs) oh absolutely there should
0: be no chance of you getting out and the fact that you got a knife in and like hacked her face up in court in court are you fucking kidding me that's a clear sign that you're never going to stop until she's dead right
1: fuck that yeah that mm, dude
0: (sighs) makes me so mad it's all just
1: so scary Uh, yeah um I was going to tell one of the two stories of my creepy situation. You can. Should I do the funny one or should I do? I would just not mention any names. I'm not trying to get sued. Should I do the spotlight one? Huh? Should I do the spotlight one? Spotlight one.
0: I don't know. Oh. You can? I don't care which one you pick. (laughs) You got a little bit of time. Okay.
1: Uh, I don't even know where to start. So I'm not gonna say this guy's name, but I would definitely mention this name because don't. I hate him. I know. I mean, but no. <laughs> I'm not going. to. I, look, if it were Shut my, st-
0: if it were my story, I'd mention his name. But I hate
1: this guy. Yeah, and I. Yeah. Go ahead. I have another nice to say. Michelle always makes the same. <laughs> Like, sound and face whenever we bring up this dude's name, like, even if it's not the guy we're talking about, if he shares the same name as someone other person, she's just like, Oh, <laughs> he's ruined it. He did. <laughs> All right, so, um, not giving out names. I was 16, and I have to give a little bit of background about the story because it makes it even that much more just creepy. I was 16, I was dating this guy that I thought was 19. He was not 19. We found out, like, months later that he was, in fact, 25, which was crazy. And creepy. Super creepy. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Um. So once I found out that he was 25, I broke up with him. He's almost a decade older than you. Yeah. Immediately broke up with him. I was like, what the fuck? You know, blah, blah. And plus, like, my mom knew, and she was like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not... No, you come around her again, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> well, I would get these letters. Uh, I'm trying to tell it without giving it away. I would get these letters with like Grateful Dead songs, but like rewritten. Which is so stupid. Rewritten in a way to like <laughs> talk about me and our relationship. And I had to keep calling him like, dude, stop writing me letters. Stop coming by my house. Like I do not want to be around you. You know, we are done, done, done. Leave me alone. He wouldn't do it. Well, I mean, of all lyrics, you're going to pick Grateful Dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, I, you no could offense- have thrown in a George Strait or I, something. Look,
0: no offense to Grateful Dead fans. Me,
1: personally, I think it's awful. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I'll like listen it to it in the summertime if I'm at a campsite. But, like, I'm... Mm-mm. Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> at the time... Okay, keep might I'm 16. Uh, I lived on the B side of a duplex. So, my neighbors were in A. We were in B. Uh, my mom at the time when this happened, she was at work and she worked, um, super late at this, at this place, super, super late Well, I was in bed. And my mom had a boat that she had like parked in the back of our house in this big ass driveway. And my neighbor at the time, super, super cool dude. Like he, you didn't fuck with this guy. You know, he was he'll do anything for you but you don't fuck with them but him being our neighbor was perfect because he would always keep an eye on like my brother and i whenever mom was at work you know he just kind of kept an eye on everything he knew she was a single parent like he just he kept an eye on us and stuff yeah <laughs> he's in prison now for murder but that's besides the point <laughs> i wanted to say it i didn't know if i was allowed <laughs> yeah he i advocate for him all the time like he he did kill a dude but like well, that's a whole other topic, but, but he, he did super do, he's nice guy, a, super. Yeah. He did it, but he, he didn't, it was the other dude's fault <laughs> anyway. Good. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's this one night I'm laying in bed and I hear this like, like tapping on my bedroom window and it's probably like, I don't know, we'll say between 12 and 2am. It was super, super late. And I open up my bedroom window and there's this guy. My ex-boyfriend. Looking like shit because oh, he always looked like shit. It was shit. in the summertime, and he was sweaty. And probably smelled. Oh, probably. Like, it was just... I know for a fact he smelled of cheap beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loser. He's such a loser. Oh, my God.
1: Um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. Oh my I hope God. he does. Oh, my God. I mean, he already hates me to begin with, so it, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, he, he, what what he did is wrong. And it is. Whatever. But... um. Okay, so I opened the window and I'm. We'll just call him fucking Dave. And I was like, Dave, what the? You can't fucking be here. Like, what are you doing? Uh, he was drunk as shit. Wrote me more Grateful so, Dead lyrics. Some like cheap beer. Gave me Grateful some Dead lyrics. Great, wearing a, probably a tie-dyed shirt. Shut having, up! I'm
0: like you're gonna give it away. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not. She yes, will. <laughs> so yeah, he all of the uh, all of the uh, above. And he gave me these papers, and it was, like, all these different, like, sketchbook lyrics. And I just, like, dude, you have to fucking go. Like, and he wouldn't leave. And I was, like, oh, my God, dude, my mom is going to be home any minute. If she sees you tapping on my bedroom window, again, I'm 16, he's 25. Like, my mom is going to fucking kill you. Well, a few minutes go by, and he's not leaving. He's not leaving. And my name, all of a sudden... Dave outside of my bedroom window is just lit up like the fucking 4th oh, of July 4th of July. <laughs> my mom had this um like boat spotlight on her boat. It was like a battery operated like spotlight. And Damon came out of his house, saw a dude at my window and just like turned on this <laughs> huge spotlight and there he is. And he's just like <clears throat> his hands are up covering his eyes as it's fucking bright as shit and Damon's like Fallon, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just can't get Dave to leave. And I keep telling him to leave. Like, if mom shows up and and he's here, she's going to fucking kill him. Like, he needs to get out of here. He's creeping me out. I gave him the whole rundown. And that was it. Damon was like, you get the fuck out of here. And he walked him all the way (laughs) from my, because my bedroom was in the back of the house. All the way from the back bedroom, around the side yard, and up the street that I lived, Damon, Damon had the spotlight on him, just cussing him out the whole way up there. Like, you come back, I'll fucking kick your ass. You know, you stare the fuck away from her. So that was my... And you, and you know what? I never had a problem from him again.
0: Well... Some people learn. I ran into
1: him though at um, a gas station like a few years after that. Was, I was he buying cheap beer? He, yeah. And I was, uh, <laughs> I think, buying papers or cigarettes or something, but I was like of age. And it was just, it was weird seeing him. Like, yeah, whatever. Fuck what you him. You, You're in the same spot as you were when you preyed on me, you fucking creep. Ugh. I don't like the guy. Ugh. Just want, I just. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, you inadvertently do all these things and (sighs) he's anyway, he's a hater. He is a hater. I did have another, uh, creepy thing happen. Uh, I think I was like 24. This guy that I briefly dated broke things off with. I'm at home. Uh, my boyfriend at the time was at work, but he took my car. So he was on his way home and I was making one of those like frozen pizzas and I was putting pineapple on it because that's, it fucking goes on pizza. That's what you do. That's what you do in Ohio. And um my phone rang, my my cell phone, and I'm like, hello. And it was this guy, and he was like, How's that pizza taste? Or or something? And I was like, What? And he had been staring at me through my my front door had this like very narrow like window pane. Right. And it was at nighttime. And he had just been watching me make this fucking pizza in the dark on my porch, feet away, and I had no idea. And I ended up having to go outside and, like, physically push him down the street as my boyfriend was, like, coming up the street. Because he, w- he would have fucking killed him, you know? Well, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely creepy. There's creeps out there. To have no idea that someone is just right there, like, watching. I know.
0: I mean, if I would have had a gun when I was 19, I probably would have shot the person sitting <laughs> in front of my house. But...
1: <laughs> and that's why I, I don't have a gun. I shoot <laughs> some, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to hear if like anyone else has any like crazy stalker stories. Let us know. Yeah, shoot them our way. We'll, I mean, we'll read them. It's em.
0: not always a man stalking a woman either. I've read some stories where there's some girls out there that uh, they don't take the hint either. <laughs> yeah, and they're cre- they're just as creepy. Oh, for they sure. they might actually be
1: more terrifying because they get vindictive. They oh, I forget the name of the lady, but she had called this guy like twenty six thousand times or something over a period of time better pick up that damn phone and then he she would go to his house and like take baths in his bathroom like what the hell yeah you know it's, yeah
0: i would love to hear I, I mean if it's happened to you i'm very sorry because it's oh, scary as fuck super scary
1: but if you have a story i'd love to hear it me too um
0: you want to read mean, some reviews yeah you got a little bit of time if you want to you want to go ahead and read some great reviews.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to read some good ones and some bad ones. But the the bottom line here is if you don't like what we're doing, then just don't listen to it. Bye. Bye. Go do I something else. Like, we're two girls. We now have two mics instead of one. <laughs> Three mics. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, we got the whole fucking shebang yeah. right now.
1: Like, we work hard, and if you can't appreciate it, fuck off. I don't care. It's, we're all here for I'm, some I'm true will, crime I'm going to go ahead
0: and say it. I don't want to say it. I don't give a fuck.
1: I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so this one's from Night Angel, triple zero. She said, okay, uh, it's super funny, and you guys don't act like you need to get into the minds of the killers. You get that it's just messed up. I honestly love both of you guys, and um, and I love your podcast so much. I hope it continues for a long time. So thank you, Night Angel. Yes. See? Thank That's you. awesome. I love great reviews. Ooh, this one is interesting, tasteful, and great. This is by Fan 666 Thank mm-hmm. you. I, yeah, I know this. Five stars says, the hosts have great chemistry. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Their banter is nice and fun, and when they're just hanging, they're great at pulling back and getting very serious when the crime talk starts. Very tasteful, well-researched, and well done. Love it. They also have a podcast. I want to plug it
0: next episode because I cannot think of the name (laughs) of the podcast off the top of my head, but it's pretty funny.
1: Okay, uh, let me see. Hello and No says, love this show. Always keeps me interested and always look forward to new episodes. From Tabby, your new best friend podcast. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Tabby. Um, Let me see. Rach Massaro. What's up, Rach? She <laughs> says, I love this podcast. They discuss events and have I have never heard of before. They're funny and are addicting. I listen to all the available podcasts in a week and I'm now waiting for the new one. and It is so hard. I love it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Rach. Yeah. The way, yeah. Kind words. Yeah. Everybody needs to be a little kind right now. Now read one of those one stars. I will. Hold huh? <laughs> on. So this one says, Yay for Spooky Chicks, and it's by Tallulah567. And this person says, Looking for a new podcast? Check out Dead Academy. It's true crime with a twist of spooky. I absolutely love starting out my week with Fallon and Michelle's intriguing stories and hilarious banter. Keep up the great work, ladies. Well, thanks. Thanks.
0: Thanks. My voice cut out.
1: I'm to say <clears throat> mama labs says super amazing podcast i highly recommend this love the content and the hosts are amazing well thank you thank you once we, again we try Ooh, this one was on my birthday that we didn't get to just called dead inside just dead inside. perfect this podcast makes me feel a little bit more normal for my love of serial killers <laughs> thank you thank you meg meg 1700 <laughs> <laughs> especially on my birthday it was well, great we're just oh!
0: those we're those normal weird people
1: the same day i got a one star on my birthday was it really on your birthday it was february 18th <laughs> from acer 727583 one That's star a computer. not that good of a podcast it says they talk way too much about personal life don't don't have their facts lined up or forget different pieces of the story that are important definitely are better crime podcasts out there to listen to which people who tell the storyline much better slash smoother
0: you know what, Acer, I suggest you go listen to those other fucking yeah. podcasts yes, and fuck off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah Acer, uh, you're right. There are better crime podcasts out there, and you were definitely on your way out the door after you go fuck yourself. Make sure you have a great time listening to them. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, we don't get everything perfect. We're doing this out of a spare bedroom of my house. Like, anyway, go uh, fuck you, Acer. I don't care. I don't, I don't oh, listen to negativity. Oh, this one this one though this was recent this is march 10th one star by winter 249 and it's about me <laughs> shocker <laughs> you ready
0: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the one that's incredible, this one incredible. To you.
1: i love it because she's so fucking wrong okay so winter says i have listened to exactly one episode the Vera Joe Rigel episode. It is completely ripped for the episode the Red-Handed podcast did. They changed the commentary and banter, of course, but the meat of the episode is so copied as to be laughable. They even mistakenly say there was a pig, quote, living in the cupboard, end quote, not a closet. The Red-Handed girls are British, so use the term cupboard. That was it. I'll let you retort on that one. I don't have anything to say. Okay. Uh, For one... Winter, I am really sorry that you feel that I completely ripped that from Red Handed Podcast. I did not, actually. I ripped it from the documentary on Amazon Prime called Goodnight Sugar Bear. And then after that, I talked to some local people from Finley, Ohio, and then did my own fucking research. So although I have not listened to Red Handed Podcast, I will. And maybe you should just continue to listen to them, too, because if I ripped it off of them, then they ripped it off of someone else. Maybe. That's my whole point about people saying you rip it off from
0: somewhere. You're absolutely right. You do rip it off from somewhere because we're talking about crimes. So these are things that really fucking happen. You have to that research. There, are, there is real evidence. There are real facts. And there's only a half a billion true crime podcasts out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. And when you all pick the same topic, you are all going to have the same essential story. Mm-hmm. Aside from the banter in between the host or host, whatever you want to do. But as far as the meat of the story goes, mm-hmm. it's all the same with everyone. Like, it's just,
1: I'm sorry that y'all feel Look, that... Look, it's the same story. People just tell it differently. Yeah. You know, because there are only so many things that happened in the Vera Joe Rigel case. And what, well, we, know what we know is what Well, they all start to sound similar. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: all these, I listen to multiple podcasts, and they all sound the same when it comes to the actual crime. Because the crime didn't fucking change in between podcasts. Yeah. You know, it's everyone's going to have some sort of same information. It's the same shit. People just tell it differently. (laughs) Move on. Fuck
1: off. (laughs) For real though. Like,
0: (laughs) come on. I don't care. Like I will pull up these reviews and I will tell you the one star ones because it's fun to just bitch about it for a second. But I really, in all honesty, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I'm not going to
1: lie. At first, uh, I was a little hurt because I'm like, I didn't do that. Like, I would never just rip off another podcast. I love, I love researching shit. That's what I'm, like, on my phone and computer constantly doing. I love it. So, Winter winter 249, do us all a favor and go fuck yourself. All right. (laughs) You're missing out from Bradley Jacob. What's up, Brad? What's up? Amazing true crime podcast with just the right amount of humor to help take the edge off. Thanks, Brad.
0: Some people appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And then uh, from Nicole Lee, 14, another five-star review. says, Fallon and Michelle are hilarious and awesome to listen to because they are real. They aren't trying to do hard-hitting journalism. They're genuinely just interested in the stories that they tell and talk about. And they aren't afraid of being real. And you know what? Nicole Lee, 14, you were absolutely fucking right. Yeah. That is exactly it. Well, thanks for the reviews. Yeah, I have another one.
0: majority of them are good reviews yeah Yeah.
1: we also got one from uh listener cody hammer what's up cody hi hi thank you so much he said just discovered this podcast on spotify yesterday and i love it the stories are well told and very informative see see (laughs) (laughs) we know our stuff acer yeah Yeah. well thanks cody i I love your last name hammer hammer bringing the hammer down it's hammer time and then we also have another one, uh, Five Stars. It says, it's from Owen and Susan Lawson. She said, I loved these podcasts. Very informative and enjoyable to listen to. Well, thank the you. The hell yeah. Oh, shit. We got another one from two <laughs> weeks ago. All right. This is the, the, like the last one I'm going to read. Thank God. From I'm Britt. Hi, Britt. Hi. It says, Dead Academy gets as detailed as they possibly can. I've listened to some of the same stories on other podcasts which presented much less information. I appreciate the thoroughness. I love all the weird little details that most of them leave out. The hosts have me reeling with disgust at the details and then cracking up within seconds. Thank you. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. It's a roller coaster <laughs> ride and they pull it off well. They do not hesitate to tell each other conflicting <laughs> opinions. Uh, and they certainly don't candy coat a thing. I highly recommend this to anyone. Well, thanks, Britt. That's an excellent review. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. That's exactly how we are. Spot on. We, I disagree with everything Fallon says. I mean, that's what makes it so great, is I'm always right and you're always wrong. That's why you're the one that's always getting the one-star reviews. I know. You fucking <laughs> fraud. Well, I couldn't, say, I couldn't <laughs> pronounce butt right or butte. I still don't know still what it is. You're still fucking
0: it up. It doesn't Look, matter.
1: I'm the glue. Shit. Let's just
0: face it. Just You're going to come to this reality one time. The next one-star review about you, I'm the glue. <laughs> no, actually, I'll probably get one star for calling, telling what to fuck off. No,
1: it's fine. It's I, fine. I know I've it's heard fine. other podcasts say, listen, if you don't like what you're hearing, then they go somewhere else. You know? Yeah, I really don't care. It's like if you don't like what Walmart meat has to offer you, then go fucking to Meyer. Look, how many people are in this world? Too I many. Can't,
0: I can't please you, but I can probably please a, like 11 billion other people. I don't give a fuck. There's not 11 billion I don't know.
1: Eleven <laughs> mm-hmm. 11 billion? Six There's billion? like six or seven billion people on seven the planet. Billion? Doesn't matter. My point being, you can't please them all. <laughs> but you, never mind. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. For I, today. I, yeah, I have nothing. Thanks for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for the reviews. That really helps out. Even if it's a one star, yeah. I love reading them. Um, I do what I can, and if you're not appreciative of it, fuck off. They are entertaining. Yeah. I But I prefer to see more five-star reviews because that's what helps us. Yeah. Just leave a review. Let us know what we can do better or what we're doing great at or if there's a story you want to hear and that'd be great. Just, yeah. You know, spread the word. We're going to be covering some pretty heavy hitters coming soon. And then Diana, Princess Diana, I'm going to do hers on her birthday. Mm-hmm. People's princess. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait. All right, guys. Yep. Hit us up. Let us know how, how we're doing. We love you, and thank you for listening. Yeah. Stay safe. Trust no one. No one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>